Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Very Not Random podcast. I'm Pat Sherwood, joined by Adrian Bosman, as I will be forever and ever and ever. And I mean, Bos, first of all, great to see you, of course. I can't believe somebody gave us our own show. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, uh, pretty weird to think about. And uh, I love that we're locked in this forever. That's, that's good. That's a good, reasonable time frame to get out what I think we want to talk about, right? I like to be realistic and rational, you know, when yeah. I say things. So <laughs> in, in case somebody's just somehow found this on the interwebs, on YouTube or whatever, and has no idea what we're doing here and who we are, first of all, we'll talk about the scope of what the intent of this podcast is. And then we'll chat a little bit about why somebody might want to extend somebody like yourself a little bit of credibility or myself as well and and that'll kind of that'll kind of be it so sounds good first of all the purpose of the show when i think about it is an open exchange of ideas is probably one of the, the best things that i can say ideas opinions some best practices yep it would be an understatement to say that I've been working out my entire life, 45 years old. I've been doing CrossFit for the last 15 years like a maniac. And to say that I've made a couple mistakes would be an understatement <laughs> of epic proportions. And so if I can help get people on a better path sooner than I was, my job is done. And I don't make mistakes. So I just have so, like... So we've got the good insight. cop, bad cop going. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just have a flawless track record of Amen. Uh, perfectly planned workouts and uh, perfectly executed workouts. I fully um, agree. I yeah. fully agree. <laughs> yeah, what would be kind of your hopes and dreams of pe what people would get out of the show here? Well, exactly that. I think that, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to have fitness as a real backbone of my life as well. I started working out when I was a teenager, just on my own. Um, I remember my dad for Christmas one year, um, taking us to the local gym, uh, he was a chiropractor in town, and he got uh, some memberships from uh, a place where I grew up. And the gym was called Sugar's Gym. And I remember working out with him at Sugar's amazing on, yeah, yeah, over Christmas. It was exactly what you think, too. It was like a total bodybuilding you know, gym. Uh, it was great, great introduction. And um, you know, through the years, I've also done CrossFit for a lot of years. Uh, I, I'm a total physical culture nerd. I love that stuff and um, hopefully can offer some things to the people. Um, and as far as what I'd hope to get out of this is exactly what you said, you know, offer our insights that we've earned over the years. And in addition to that, try to interact with people and help to guide them with questions that they have. I know that fitness can always kind of seem like a landscape that just goes on mm -hmm. forever. And sometimes it's hard to pick out the landmarks that are actually worth anything within that. So just offering a couple of guidelines along the way that don't stifle anybody from that exploration. Uh, that, in my opinion, is part of the fun. You know, we joked at the beginning, but I, I somewhat think that's an accurate encapsulation. I do pay you a tremendous compliment here on, on camera, so it'll live forever. Mm. I do think you're more technically and, and just overall smart smarter than I am on a large number of the topics that we're going to discuss, but I do think I bring all the mistakes to the table. So I think we're going to have a good, I think we're going to have a good yin and yang here. And I, I also hope that for the audience, it's as broad as possible. If you are yeah. a gym owner, if you're an individual crossfitter or just general fitness enthusiast, if you 
work out in your garage, in your apartment, in New York City, in a gym, you know, your fire station, overseas in a military base, so back in your backyard with just a set of dumbbells. I don't care what it is. I hope that there's something for, you know, everyone that, that tunes into the show. Yeah, and I think that's a great point in the sense that, you know, you and I have both come from very different backgrounds and we've certainly done different things with our fitness. But the common thread is that I believe we're both really pragmatists when it comes down sure, to it. Yes. And, you know, it's like the expression of how you choose to get fitter doesn't have to fit any particular mold. There are lots of different ways to get really, really fit. And I think you and I both agree that you can find a way to make that work for just about any circumstance in any situation. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if you have access to the, the greatest facility and the best equipment and all of that, well, awesome, you know, good for you. But that certainly shouldn't be a limiting factor. Neither should your level of experience or, you know, where you're starting from, things like that. Uh, so I think you and I are, uh, you know, we come from a very similar place mentally, despite the fact that we have really different physical backgrounds. Yeah, I would agree with that. Physical fitness does not have to be intimidating. It should be exactly. very, very yeah. welcoming, almost for any starting point. And like you're saying, if you are, and who's, who's kidding who? Toys are fantastic. So if you've yeah, got every absolutely. toy <laughs> and the most, the, your garage gym is the envy of the entire neighborhood, then that's fantastic, and I'm, and I'm a little jealous, but incredible fitness is available to the overwhelming majority of the population, and it's simpler than most people realize, yep. and can be done with a lot less than Absolutely. people realize. And that yeah. will be something we keep coming back to, that there's, there is beauty in simplicity. So yep. you've been, as you said, into physical fitness in one way, shape, or form your entire life, myself as well. So, there, you know, what's your why? And that pains me to say, because it's such a cliche, it pains me to say, but what it means is good. So I'm curious as to physical fitness has been a huge part of your life for a very long time. You know, why is that? Oh, I get to go first? You get, yeah, you go right all, ahead. You lob, all the, uh, <laughs> you lob all that one up to me? Uh, well, that's a big question. But to me, you know, it really comes down to freedom and that sounds cheesy also, but I really do mean it. And in a few different ways, you know, number one, obviously the freedom to move your body through space and do that as you see fit through a number of different activities. Um, you know, the only way to do that is to, to be fit and remain fit. And, um, as you get older, you know, we've both been doing this a while now. I think you kind of come to the conclusion that I may not ever get PRs for the rest of my life on a regular basis every day, right. but I can continue to push the boundaries here and there. I can continue to try to keep myself well-rounded and in good working order so that if I choose to do something, it's not a problem. You know, if I, if I have a, a group of friends that's going on a surf trip or they're going to go hike a mountain somewhere or whatever, and they invite me along, I never want to be in this situation where I'm like, I don't know that I could physically handle that. Mm -hmm. I have to decline. Um, and, and what a luxury that is, you know, to live a life where, yeah, the answer is yes. My friends are going to go do something. There's a, an interest that I, I, I fall in love with. I don't have to worry about the physical end of it. So that kind of freedom, I think, is, is such uh, an amazing thing that you can take hold of within your own life. That's really my motivating factor for the long haul. When you mentioned earlier, and this is the first, I've known you for a long time, this is the first time I've heard Sugar's Gym that you said earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you mentioned your dad was 
physical fitness a part of the Bosman household? Yeah, yeah, to some degree, you know, like I didn't grow up with a real uh, traditional sports background. Like I wasn't playing a lot of team sports in high school or anything like that. But I grew up in a place that was the recreational capital of almost anywhere. You know, we were 10 minutes from the beach and then 30 minutes to the top of a ski hill on Vancouver Island. And I mean, we were always active doing something. My brother and I were mountain biking or rock climbing or hiking or whatever. Okay. And yeah, and my dad worked out at the gym and, and he was the person that kind of got me into the basics and I would go with him. And, and then I started reading up on my own and coming up with my own routines. And so yeah, yeah, it was definitely a part of... Uh, I had no idea. So you, yeah, you actually yeah. had somebody to some degree that you could kind of model their behavior or at least as a kid you looked up to somebody and was like oh this is kind of what you yeah, do or this definitely is a good path to be on got, got my foot in the door for sure yeah. interesting how about you uh, well <laughs> there was physical fitness was not a, a thing in the sherwood household that's for sure and most of my my parents were always busy but just with regular work no no yeah. exercise and most of my younger memories of my father doing something physical also involved him hurting himself while doing it. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, you know, he, never anything serious. I don't mean to, to laugh, but uh, now, now as I get older and I'm, I'm physical fitness is what I do for a living, Yeah, it's so obvious as to why that happened. And, you know, here's an oversimplification, but a lot of the stuff is, you know, use it or lose it for kind sure. of stuff. Yeah. You know, we used to say it at seminars, like you look at an, in an infant, a small child, and how beautiful that their squat is. Like that's the squat that you were born with. But what happened? You stopped <laughs> squatting, and yep. so it, you know, it got harder and harder and harder as the years went by. And so my dad, from never working out, and thus, you know, when he was forced to, and he like you know, joined the military when he was just a young man and got drafted. I had here's here's an example. I remember one day him moving like a ladder, we were up in New England, moving a ladder to clean the gutters because all the leaves had fallen in the gutters in the, in the fall. And he's just, you know, got the ladder against the house and to move it, you know, you put one foot on the bottom rung and you pull the ladder towards you. As soon as he does that, just like pulls his calf muscle and falls to oh, the ground geez. immediately. <laughs> so I'm out and I'm like, oh, geez, no. dad, you all right? And, and I was in my 20s at that time and I was uh, in the Navy at that point in time. And I was like, you know, you should do something. You know, you, should, you might want to consider just moving around. And because yeah. uh, he he tweaked himself carrying some firewood a couple months before, and I was going to go for a run that day. This is this is before I got into CrossFit, and I was going to go for a run. I was like, hey, you know, when's when's the last time? My dad was probably sixty at this point in time. I said, when's the last time you went for a run? And I'm like, and not a jog because you had to get from one side of the yard to the other, but like you ran with a little bit of speed. And he thought for a second. He's like. Probably Vietnam. Oh, wow. That, that was his response. So, you know, he hadn't worked oh, no. out since he was literally forced to do it. Yeah. And, and now he was at the point in his life where the real world didn't care that he stopped working out. Yeah. Life still presented him with things that he had to pick up off the ground that were heavy right. and awkward. He still had to move his body around physical objects. He had to go from a seated to a standing. He had to put things overhead. And and he would do these things with, you know, he'd never been trained. So he would do them with, sure. A, poor technique, because he never learned how to deadlift. He never learned how to squat. Didn't know what a clean, you know. So he had poor technique. And then on top of poor technique, never strengthened his muscles to begin with. So he had weak muscles and bad technique. 
and then you throw Generally on Generally a winning combo. <laughs> right. I mean, so it was just a time bomb and that only amplified as the years went on. And, and it was something that caught my attention and stuck with me forever and ever. And I was like, man, you know, 60 years old is not, not old, not young, as far as I'm concerned. But like that shouldn't be happening with the frequency that he seems to be tweaking himself. I want to right. avoid that. And at the time I thought the key to avoiding that was what I was doing at the time, which was just long, slow distance running and isolation movements in the gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily years later, I got into constantly varied functional moves at high intensity and, and it changed my my world. So that was that was kind of one of the the early on things. And now I'm 45 and my why is I've got I'm the stepdad of two incredible, amazing kids, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old that have absolutely limitless energy 24 hours a day and they just want to and they don't move slowly so if we go outside they want to sprint and they want to run i mean everything's full contact and i want to be you know that guy in their life that like you said i don't ever want to have to say no yeah hey we want to do this let's do it you know and i don't want to go down to the soccer field and you know blow out a hammy just you know just casually <laughs> or, or kick worse yet, you, know, you, you get halfway down the field and your hands on the knees and right. <laughs> that's it right <laughs> you know so that that is my my why it encapsulates everything that you just said but i also want to run around with my two little crazy people i want to be able to say yes to anything yep but even even more so and again 45 i'm not old not young as i used to be and I'm at the point in my life, though, where, okay, I'm like, I am only 15 years younger than that story I just told about my dad. And when, in 15 years, I've now learned, is going to go by really fast. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be a very, very different individual at that age. So hopefully my two boys don't hear me scream because I, you know, tore my calf muscle in the backyard moving a ladder. So all of that... Now, don't get me wrong. I have an ego like everyone else. So I'd like to brag about my deadlift number. Sure. I'd like yeah. to brag about my Fran time. Like Those are all wonderful things. But in my mind, they're a means to an end. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and, and the end is all those quality of life things. Yeah. And it's interesting as you kind of stick with, you know, being fit for the long haul. And it's not just one year, two years, but now it's decade and decade and a half mm-hmm. and two decades. Yeah, your mentality starts to shift a little bit. And I actually had this experience recently where I redid a workout from the CrossFit.com main site uh, just a couple weeks ago. And I originally had done it in 2006. And I actually found my... Oh, wow. Yeah, I found my post on the main site and wrote down my time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this one again. And, And I was like 20 seconds faster than I was in 2006, which, I mean, you know, whatever. It's always nice to have an increase in your time. Mm -hmm. But what I was most stoked about was like, Hey, I basically froze time, you know, that was 14 years ago and I'm still in the ballpark. I mean, I'm stoked on that. Even, even if I would have been incredibly impressive. Yeah. Even if I would have been on the other end of that by a minute or two, I still would have been just as stoked because it's like, Hey, look, I have frozen the hands of time. How many people get to say Mm -hmm. that, you know? So it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. And even let's just say that the workout by what most people would think was a terrible failure. You were three minutes slower, right? That's just an eternity (laughs) slower. The other win in there is that 16 years later, you're still working out. That in and of itself puts you in superhero 
status and category of having a decade and a half plus of right. relatively day in and day out dedication. And that is something else I know we'll wrap into this this program and this show because I just hear it all the time of burnout for one reason or another. And I think that a lot of those potential reasons can be avoided by us talking about some of the mistakes that we've made, the lessons learned. Again, keep people on a better path from day one because yep. we don't just want you working out this year, but we want you talking about, hey, 10 years ago I did this workout and I'm still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, okay, freedom from decrepitude, like we've talked about, freedom to pursue what you want. But I think there's also like a freedom of information that you start to come by. And mm -hmm. with enough kind of basic conceptual knowledge about what's effective, how to do it safely, how to apply it with, like we talked about, maybe not as much equipment or, you know, whatever, limited availability of, of sure. the best resource. You know, as you get better at piecing those together, it is more likely that you will continue to be able to be effective for that reason. It's like, wow, I find myself somewhere where I don't have access to equipment and I don't have a routine that I've got mapped out perfectly. Well, I have enough ground knowledge on what is effective that I can make something work and continue to keep that ball rolling forward. So that's, that's another thing kind of now that we're talking about it a little bit that I want to get out to people is... Hey, enough ground knowledge that you can take this and run with it. You don't always mm -hmm. have to defer to, quote unquote, the experts. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we, we traveled the world together when we were doing seminars as a, as a full-time gig. And most hotels, wherever you are, would have some <laughs> yeah. sort of gym set up. But even if they didn't, if you found yourself in a 10-story hotel, you'd make your way into the stairwell. And there was stair sprints and air squats and there was plenty of fitness to be had. Like you're saying, yeah. if education is just so important. And as each one of these episodes of this podcast go by, there'll be more knowledge and more knowledge and more knowledge. And as it seeps into your brain, you'll be able to look at your environment, your equipment, your surroundings, your schedule, how much time you have. And like you said, you can get it done. I mean, you can yeah. get it done anytime, place. And I think on top of that too, learning to discern what isn't really worth your time is huge. I know, I mean, I'll speak from experience that I certainly mm -hmm. have dabbled with many things that looking back, I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that wasn't worth my time, you know? Right. <laughs> so I think that's another big part of it is that when you have some basics that are conceptually available to you, you can start to say no. You're like, you know what? No, I, I don't need to be on the treadmill for an hour. That's not really mm -hmm. useful to me right now. There's better things for me to pursue. Um, well, and so, the yeah. most wonderful thing <laughs> about the internet and about social media is that everybody has a voice. Mm. And one of the worst things about social media and the internet is that everybody has a voice because if you're just somebody out there that can't discern as to, you know, you only have so much time in the day. Your time is precious, yeah. especially if you have work, hobbies, kids, like whatever it is. Sure. And you're and you're pursuing some nonsense that you found on the internet just because it was the loudest or the flashiest or the whatever. We would like to save you that inefficient use of your time. Yep. Remove as much of the noise as possible. Again, from our experience and lessons learned, get you on the path of happiness, being healthy, having fun. And it's uh, and it's going to be a fantastic ride. And in full disclosure, you know, I think you're one of those maniacs. Again, this is why we're a good a good pairing here. I think you might be one of those maniacs that enjoys working out. I've been I very do. vocal about this. I don't like working out. 
You know, I don't, he, I don't, I don't believe it. you. I don't believe I you. you don't. I don't, I'm not I, lying. I don't think you would have made it this far if you didn't at least somewhere in there enjoy it. I've worked oh. out with you and we were doing a running event and I was almost about to pass you and then I couldn't because you had just a little bit more juice in the tank. <laughs> I know you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, there, there might be small little, small little moments, but I, you know, and what I mean when I say that is I enjoy the, the benefits. You know, I, it has taken me a long time in life through some personal development and whatnot, but I've finally embraced the theory of delayed gratification, you know, okay. and so I consider my workouts every day, and we'll get into this later, but, you know, intensity is a, a critical element to you getting what you want out of your physical fitness routine, and in general, intensity is relatively uncomfortable, and so I don't enjoy discomfort. I got enough yep. of that in my younger days, and, but I do it to myself on a regular basis because I understand it's worth it. You know, I don't necessarily like uh, the taste of broccoli, but I eat it because <laughs> I know that it's worth it, you know, and uh, yeah. there's several things like that that I do and that I don't enjoy in the moment, but I've developed the base of knowledge to understand that a, a small amount of discomfort or sacrifice or dedication or discipline or whatever you want to say to this routine yields 10x the results and the freedoms, like you said, and it's worth every single moment of uncomfortableness. But just in case there are people out there that, that are like me, we're not alone. We're not alone. We, you know, we got you covered. <laughs> yeah. Well, and on that too, is that I do believe there's enough latitude with movements and combinations and things, methodologies, things like that. You can find something that there maybe- There is some stuff I like. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to be like, oh, I can't wait to go crush myself with that. But at least you're going to enjoy it more than you would something that's just totally terrible. You that's know? fair. Okay. There is, there is some stuff that I do like. And now I sh almost shouldn't say that because it will completely throw out <laughs> everything I set out the window. Because some of the stuff I like is so, it's probably the stuff that most people don't like. I like dumbbell thrusters. Oh, you're such a weirdo. That, the, and, <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> I really, it's probably my number one most favorite movement. And I really like uh, high volume, moderate load squat cleans. Oh my God. That's, that, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with you for sure. I don't know. Confirmed. Confirmed. So, so again, take that for what it's worth. But point being, you know, we've, we've got, we've got you covered wherever you yep. are in this entire crazy fitness journey. We're going to try to make it as informational, as relatable, as authentic, as transparent, and yep. as fun and real as we possibly can. So yeah, good times ahead, quite frankly. Definitely no stories in there. Uh, you know, Pat and I don't really have any uh, life experience nope. between the two of us. And we, we certainly won't be sharing uh, any anecdotes that we have that may shed light and humor on the, on the subject. <laughs> so. It's going to be dry and boring. <laughs> That's right. As dry yeah, exactly. and boring as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, we got good times ahead. Show number one in the books. We look forward to show number two. Thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. And for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time. See you guys soon.